Welcome to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. All right, okay, so uh, I'll teach for about 35 minutes and then um, we're going to spend some time to pray for the year. And I, I, wanna, I want to plead with you to follow the message and follow it very carefully. Uh, because I sense that this is something God is going to use to help you um, to get ahead in the year that we are entering into. Can we pray? Let's pray. Father, thank you because I'm anointed to teach. Thank you because your people are anointed to receive. And together our faith is built up in the knowledge of the person of Jesus. I pray that light and understanding will come forth in and through your word. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Now, I want you to write this down. Um, Today, we're looking at Setting the framework for a new year. And that new year is actually 2023. Now, I want you to write, of course, write your title down. Setting the framework for a new year. Then, I want you to write the, the, the later or the number 2023. Write it out. Write it under your heading, under your topic, okay? I want you to write... 2023 out. The number 2023. Okay? Are we together? Alright. So, we're talking about setting the framework for a new year, but I said under that, I want you to write the year down, 2023. And I want you to write these words down. And don't ever forget these words. Uh, I want you to write these words down. I will gift myself the gift of a new year. Or I will give myself the gift of a new year. And that's very important. It's very important that you make up your mind that you will give yourself the gift of what? Of a new year. I can hear you. You will give yourself the gift of what? of a new year. You would, we can write that that way or we can either put it this way, I would receive the gift of a new year. However it is, just ensure that 2023 is actually a new year for you. <laughs> just ensure. Just ensure that you would gift yourself the gift of a new year or you would receive the gift of a new year that God has given to you. So, I'll share a few things and I hope I can stay within my time because I want us to pray. The word framework, what, what does framework mean? A framework is an essential supporting structure of a building or a vehicle or an object. So, the framework is like the supporting structure or we can say a basic structure underlying a system, a concept or a text. So, you can talk about the structure of an English word or the structure of a sentence. But what you're trying to say essentially when you talk about a structure is a support system. Sorry, a framework is a support system. Okay? Uh, If you want to build 
a building, for instance, you have a framework, the skeletal framework on which the building comes upon. Uh, if you look at the human body, the, 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 your skeleton is like the framework on which your, you know, your whole flesh and everything uh, sits on. That's why when people have spinal cord injuries, it's usually very devastating because then they can't sit, they can't do anything and all that. So, what will be the framework going into the next year? And I want to share a few thoughts with you. We've had a series on how to have a great year, so you put all of those things together. But I want to deal with some underlying mindset and belief system and certain things in your mind and in your soul that actually makes it difficult for people to actually get into a new year. By the time you hit January 1st, a couple of days from now, you really want to position yourself where you can walk in a new year. And listen to me very carefully. Don't give that power of walking in a new year to someone else. Don't hand that power to someone else. Don't hand that power to a circumstance. Don't hand that power to the devil. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Come on, follow me tonight. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Don't tell yourself, if this person does not do this, that no, no, no. Mm -mm. You are receiving the gift of a new year, regardless of how everybody else is going, you make up your mind that 2023 is going to be a new year for you. Praise the name of the Lord. Alright. So the first question you need to ask is, what is the underlying framework of the belief system that you're taking into the next year? Okay? So, what are you taking into the next year? What is the underlying framework? What is the belief system? What are you carrying into the next year? Alright? So you have to ask yourself that question. And then... The first question you need to ask yourself is, what's the underlying framework of the belief system that you're taking into the next year that would essentially make it different from this year? So what's going to separate these two years, 2022, 2023? What's the belief system you're taking in? What's the framework you're taking in? Um, a new year can actually become a brand new year for you. A new year can actually become a brand new year for you. You know, there are some... Faith goals I wrote out, some faith goals. I just write some faith goals, maybe like 10, 10, 7, 8 faith goals that I just write out. Something I just know, listen, this is just God, if God can do it. Not like if God can do it, but I'm just putting my faith out there. Audacious faith goals. And I was showing Pastor Mary just before I came to the service. Uh, three of those goals that just, you know, just has happened. All right? Um, so one of the things I carry into the next year is my faith goals. There are goals that I write out there and I put, I put my faith on the line and I just say, hey God, this is what I'm trusting you for in this year. I'm not casting, I'm not carrying the care of it. I'm not even looking about how these things are going to be achieved. These ones will just be by your power. And I check them only at the end of the year. I don't consciously prove them throughout the year. I just know this is something I'm believing in God. I just believe that every new year God wants to do some incredible things in my life. So I carry that belief system into the year. So it's very important the belief system we carry into the year. I'll talk about five or four, five or four, that will help us. The first thing, the first framework in going into the new year is forgetting the former things. Everybody say forgetting the former things. Alright, so Isaiah chapter 43 and verse 18. Isaiah 43 verse 18. And this is very big because I've realized, pay attention here, this is one area where the devil takes advantage of the children of God. 
and, and, and the enemy ensures that you are in constant remembrance of the former things, even when you go into next year. This is what will now happen. When things don't start working, let's say at the beginning of the year, what do you think? Oh, it is what I did last year that I'm receiving the harvest. And the enemy is very good at that. Look at Isaiah 43. Look at verse 18. Praise God. Look at Isaiah chapter 43. Are you there? Verse 18. What did he say? Do not, come on, are you with me? Do not what? Call to mind. Do not do what? Or another word for call to mind will be what? Remember. Remember. Do not call to mind the former things. Or ponder. What will, the, what will another word for ponder be? Think on. He says, or ponder things of the past. He says, don't, don't bring it, don't call to mind. Here, you've got to use your mind. You see, the enemy always, just me, I wrote a book called The Battlefield of the Mind. The enemy always wants to keep believers in the mind realm. If he does, he would always defeat you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You know, as I'm teaching this message now, you can remember the meat that you stole when you were a teenager. And some of you still battling with if God forgave you. Are you following this? Now, let me tell you, there is no evil you've done that the enemy will not bring to your mind. You've got to consciously use your mind to say that's under the blood. Because see the next thing God says. He says, Behold, I will do something new. Now, God cannot do something new in your mind if you constantly call to remembrance the past. So, many people get into a new year, but they carry the past of this current year into the new year. And this can be very challenging for people who are very emotional. Right? Because it's difficult. So, you've got to learn to put faith in God's word above your emotions. I'm, 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 I'm dealing with this on two areas, so follow me very carefully. Then he says... Now will it not spring forth? Will you not be aware of it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Look at what he says. He says, where there ought to be no road, I will make a road. But your relationship on how to get this done is that you forget the past. Behold. What will another word for behold mean? Huh? Talk to me now. See, look. Look, fix your attention on that. Can you give me um, another translation? My monitor is not working. It says, go to verse 18. Verse 18. Forget the former things. And what does it tell you not to dwell on? Oh, come on church. What does the Lord say we should not dwell on? Don't dwell on the past. What will the word dwell mean? Do you know what it means to dwell? Stay. Don't stay in the past. Imagine somebody calls you today and says, I am coming for Christmas and I would like to dwell with you. <laughs> how, many of you how many of you know you prefer the word visit than dwell? <laughs> how many of you know that you... Come on, talk to me, church. How many of you know you would prefer the person says, I want to visit you than say, I want to dwell? Because if the person goes the way of NIV, 
and tells you, I want to dwell with you, <laughs> you're not sure by next year, Christmas, the person has gone, right? Dwelling speaks of permanence. Don't permanently live in the past. Church, this will help you. Gift yourself the gift of a brand new year. Are you hearing what I'm saying? All the failures of this year, leave them behind. Don't carry them. Don't give them seats in your heart. Forget the former things. Do you have the, um, do you have, do we have the message translation? I rarely use it. If we have it, fine. Look at this. Interesting. Forget about what's happened. Now, this is where the challenge is. People say, but I can't forget. That's where you use your faith. Your faith is not just to believe God for things. Your faith is to practice scriptures like this. Are you hearing what I'm saying? When the enemy reminds you of your past or what's happened, you say, no, in Jesus' name, that's under the blood. Then look at what it says. Don't keep going over old history. For some people, this is the biggest area they have to use their faith for. To go over old history. What somebody did, what somebody did not do, they just like keeping history. They just like keeping history. And you always see them post, once beaten, twice child. Feed your mind with scriptures. Alright, let's go back to the New American Standard Bible. So, go to Philippians chapter 3 and verse 13. Let's cover Paul very quickly. I don't intend this to be long. Philippians chapter 3 and verse 13. Am I right? Chapter 3, please. Philippians chapter 3 and verse 13. Chapter 3. Alright. Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet. But one thing I do. What's the one thing that Paul does? Forgetting what, what lies behind and reaching forward to that which lies ahead. How many of you know that Isaiah 43 and Philippians chapter 3 is basically saying the same thing? We see in Philippians chapter 3 verse 13 a man that practiced Isaiah 43. Forgetting. What's, what's, and you know this, was, this can be tough for Paul. Do you realize what Paul was saying he wants to forget? Murder. Kill people. How many of you will be comfortable preaching in the same city where you've killed someone? That is big. I mean, Paul will be in the synagogue and remember those were some of the synagogue he took later to persecute Christians, to meme Christians. Paul actually held the garment of Stephen while he's being stoned. Paul held the gamut of Stephen while he was being stoned. Stoned to death literally and held the gamut. That image, do you ever think it will leave his mind? But how did he preach? He had to use his faith for this. Hallelujah. Not being able to walk in receiving the forgiveness of God and the grace of God is actually pride. You have to receive the grace of God and the forgiveness of God 
and the mercy of God. And consciously put the devil where he belongs. If not, you will ruin the year that you're going into with your past. Two things I want to say here, and I need you to pay attention to me. You also need to forget every achievement you have achieved this year and give yourself the gift of a brand new year. Don't go over what you have achieved. Don't stay in your success. Treat the year brand new. Treat it fresh. Come on, somebody. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Give yourself the gift of a brand new year. Now, two of the greatest apostles in the New Testament, interesting how to apply this scripture. Peter. Peter stood up on the day of Pentecost and preached about Jesus. How many of you know the last act of Peter before Jesus went to the cross? What was the last act of Peter? He betrayed Jesus. Then he had to preach about this same Jesus. How many of you know that there were days Peter stood up to preach about Jesus and Satan will whisper, but you say you don't know him. Are you following what I'm saying? So, the truth of the matter is, the enemy would always use the past against you and you have to learn to deal with it. If not, you will try to go into next year settling the scores of the old year. So Peter stands up to preach about Jesus and Satan whispers in his ear, but you betrayed him. There will be no confidence to preach. He has to forget the past and press. Paul, the same thing. Now, Peter and Paul, who were very big pillars in the New Testament church, were people who had an incredible, terrible past, but they walked in the newness of life, and you can see what God did with their lives later on. Peter was the first one to preach to the Gentiles, Cornelius, and then Paul, you know, um, Paul reached out, you know, to the Gentiles also and wrote two-third of the New Testament. The grace of God is not only strong when you are right. The grace of God is strong in your wrong. But you receive that grace. Alright? You receive that grace. So, you gift yourself the gift of a new year. You forget the past. You forget the past failures. You will look at your goals. And there are some of you that wrote your goals and said, This year is my year of prayer. I will pray 30 minutes every day. By the time you count throughout the year, you haven't done anything. You have to forget the past. Because you know what? Next year when you start praying, the enemy will bring to your mind. That's how you say you prayed last year. Did you pray? Say, it's true. Then what, what will be the next thing you say? I don't even know what is wrong with me when it comes to Failure has started. Failure, that's the past. By July, say, don't worry. 2024. You know, so you, you look at your goals. There will be areas you cut short. There will be areas you held yourself in high standard. You didn't, hey, 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 hey. Let that go. Give yourself a brand new year. Don't get into January 1st talking like you're in the old year. Don't talk yourself down. Praise the name of the Lord. Receive the grace of God. Receive the gift of God's grace. Can you say amen? amen. Alright. Now listen to this. The apostles Jesus used had a lot to forget. And they had a lot to achieve for the kingdom. If you don't know how to forget, you will not be able to see the new thing. God wants to do incredible things in our life. God wants to use us in a greater way. But we cannot allow the enemy have a foothold in our life. We receive the grace of God. We walk away from our mistakes. We make that decision. But we receive that grace and we gift ourselves the gift of a brand new year. If your mind focuses on the negative things that happened in the past year, your life will move in the negative direction. And that's the truth. Your life will move in the direction of your most dominant thoughts. 
Whatever you set your mind on and focus is what your life and emotions will follow. So you must ensure that your mind is not dwelling in the negative. You know, I realize that sometimes because our mind dwells so much, so much in the negative, those very negative things are the things that end up coming to pass. And it's just a principle. It's just a principle. Some of you battle like, why do I repeat this stuff in my life? You dwell on it. That's what you're afraid of repeating. Why don't you focus on Jesus? Focus on the cross. Focus on the grace of God. Focus on the vision. That's why you hear me say all the time, this year you're entering into, is going to be the best year ever. Right? Why? You're, you're, you're allowing your mind to focus on something new, on something glorious. Don't let the devil hold you bound in a particular area of your life. So you gift yourself the, the gift of a, a, a brand new year. Instead of setting your focus and thinking about all the negative things that have occurred in the past, all the heartbreaks, all the things you've lost, all the not-so-proud-of situations, you need to forget all of this and focus on the grace of God. Um, you need also to, to forget all your achievements. So whatever you've achieved this year, let it go. It's a brand new year. God wants you to do what? To do more for Him. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So you forget the past, you forget your mistakes, you forget your failure, and then you also forget your achievements. So you're not going into next year like, you know what, I'm this superman that did this, this year, that year. No, let it go. There are higher heights for you. Praise the name of the Lord. Are you still here? All right. And, and that's very important. To forget the former things. Number two, extend mercy and enter the new year free. Extend mercy. Two scriptures we read here. Matthew chapter 5 verse 7 says, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. <coughs> uh, gift people the gift of mercy. You know, extend mercy. Can we have that scripture quickly, please? please? Matthew 5 7. Extend the gift of mercy. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Uh, learn to extend mercy. Learn to extend mercy. Now, there's another scripture I want us to read. Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. Praise the name of the Lord. Ephesians chapter 4. These things might look very simple, but if you apply them, they'll change your life. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31. <laughs> Praise God. You know... Um, of course, you understand what I'm I'm not teaching you to go, and I, I think I have it in my notes. You're not to repeat the mistakes that you made this year, okay? So you're not receiving mercy, so you can have a fresh, clean slate to repeat mistakes. No, that's not it. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind-hearted to one another... Tender-hearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ also has done what? Has forgiven you. Um, go, go to verse 31 again. Look at what it says. Bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, slander. You know, these things choke our spirits. So there will be people that have offended you this year. There will be people that have really hurt you this year. You extend mercy to them. So don't go, don't go into next year with things in your soul. Don't go into next year with things in your soul. Extend mercy to people. Alright? Extend mercy to people that have offended you. 
let your heart go. You know, look at what verse 32 says. It says, um, be kind to one another. Tender hearted. Let, let your heart be tender. Don't let it become callous. Forgiving each other, just as God in Christ also has forgiven you. So how do we forgive and why do we forgive? Because God in Christ forgives us. Uh, remember the story in Matthew chapter 18, verse 21 to 35? That man that the, the, the master forgave, right? Then he now saw another servant. And the man jacked him his neck. And said, pay me what you owe me. And he went to report. Say, why didn't you? Because I've forgiven you. So the mercy we extend to others is the mercy that we've received from God. Right? Are you here? Yeah. You know, let me just explain this right. In our mind, we always categorize sins. Alright? So, they are very big sins. Like, murder is a big sin. Right? If you kill someone, it's a big sin. Um, we don't consider worry like a sin. How many of you think? How many of you think worry is a sin? Let me see your hand. You think worry is a sin? Okay, just only three people. So the rest of you, you, do, you worry for a living. <laughs> How many of you know from God's word? Thank you. How many of you know from God's word, worry is sin? Let me, I, I want to see your hand. Okay, you don't think it's sin? This is serious. The, the Bible says... Okay, this is very serious. Okay, how many of you know from the Word of God that to worry is sin? Raise your hand. Let me see. Okay, how many of you don't think worry is sin? Okay, you don't think worry is sin. How many people? Okay, all right. Some of you, there's no, you don't have answer. Did the Bible say not to commit murder? It says do not commit murder. Huh? Do not commit murder? Okay. Did he say do not lie? Did he say do not take the name of the Lord in vain? Did the Bible say do not worry? Is it because it's not listed as the 13th commandment? Are you following that now? Because it wasn't listed as the 14th commandment. So that was, that's what I'm trying to say. You can worry and you just feel it's okay. But God does not classify sins like that. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So, uh, you know where I'm going. It's because sometimes there are certain things we do and we feel, oh, and there is, let, not trusting God is sin. Worrying and being anxious because he's told you not to. Not being able to cast your care on God. And, 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 and that's why when we become believers, the word of God becomes final authority in our life. Praise the name of the Lord. You start practicing the word. The word of God says I should not worry. And that worry first comes and you say, no, in Jesus' name, I will not worry. I cast this care on God. That's how you also practice. When the feelings come in, you say, no, in Jesus' name, this is what the Word of God says. This is where our greatest challenge is. When those feelings come, we don't feel like speaking the Word of God. The Word of God even becomes irritating to us. See, I know I say you don't worry, but, but uh, is my worrying affecting anybody? You know, that's the problem. At that point, 
the word of God. So, as you mature in your Christian faith, you must let your faith, um, your faith in God's word override your feelings. So, let me tell you something. That faith you are using to walk in joy, that faith you're using to override your emotions, that's the same faith you will use to believe God for something. It's not like when you start believing God for something, that's when you will just generate faith. No, you have to use it in your daily work. The scripture says, the just shall live by faith. Amen. So, why did I say this? Forgiving some people takes faith. Right? You have to forgive. <laughs> Somebody's just shaking his head. It is true. Alright? You have to use faith. Because the enemy, you're right? You have to use faith to walk in forgiveness. Maybe your parents hurt you very early. They were not there for you. A couple of things happened. You, you use your faith there again. You're maturing your faith. And before you know, you grow in your love work. You grow in having results from God. Praise the name of the Lord. Alright, quickly. Luke chapter 10, verse 42. Now, this is a Bible church. So, I really want us to pray. So, I'm going to go very quick and just give you the scriptures, okay? If you can help me from the media to have the scriptures quickly, I'll be glad about that. Luke chapter 10, verse 42. Remember, Mary and Martha, right? But only one thing is necessary, for Mary has chosen the good part which shall not be taken away from her. What did Mary do? Mary sat at the feet of Jesus to hear the words of Jesus. Listen to me. Choose the good part. As you're going into next year, learn to sit at the feet of Jesus. One thing I realize is, you know, as we are trying to go into the year, we'll get many activities, many goals we want to achieve and everything. Listen to me. Your greatest, um, your greatest source of strength as a believer comes from the feet of Jesus. So, choose that good path. Do not crowd the year with activities. Th things you must achieve must come from the secret place. Make your devotional life and fellowship with God top priority. This is the one thing, child of God, that cannot be taken away from you. Money can be taken away from you. All stuff can be taken away from you. The one thing that cannot be taken away from you is your devotional life. So, you sit at the feet of Jesus. Right? See that the feet of Jesus. Proverbs chapter 18 verse 14 says, The spirit of a man will sustain him in the days of infirmity. Proverbs 18 14. Develop your spirit. Feed your spirit. Your, the spirit of a man can enjoy his sickness, but as, but as for a broken spirit, who can bear it? Don't allow your spirit to be broken. Feed your spirit. Get the word in. Get the word in. Praise God. Get the word in. We've got a whole lot of messages. This is a good time to listen to faith messages again. Listen to Wisdom for Living. Feed your spirit. Go into the next year with a strong spirit. Don't let the devil beat you down. Don't get into the year as a victim. I don't know what's going to happen. Don't curse the year before you get in already. Things might happen that looks like every, you stay strong in the word. You act on the word. Let me tell you, in this life, you're always going to have situations where you have to go back to the Word. Praise the name of the Lord. So, don't get into next year with a broken spirit. Don't get in with a weak spirit. Get in the Word. Feed yourself. Pray in tongues. Call those things that be not as though they were. Exercise yourself in the Spirit. Choose the good part of sitting at the feet of Jesus. Praise God. And hear Jesus speak to you again. Let him restore your soul. It takes us to the next one. Two more and then we'll pray. Catch a fresh vision for the year. 
Deuteronomy chapter 3 verse 28. Catch a fresh vision for the year. Let it be a year you're excited to get into. Don't drag. <laughs> you know, some of, some of us are entering the year like we just want to drag ourselves across the finish line. Don't do that. Look at Deuteronomy 3.28. This is interesting. Moses was about to die. He says, but Chad Joshua, look at it. He says, and encourage him and strengthen him. For he shall go across at the head of this people. And he will give them as an inheritance the land which you will see. The, the land they are going to inherit was the land. Uh, uh, here, here, here Moses is about to go. And God gives him a vision that Joshua will give this land to these people. The land you are seeing. Joshua will cause uh, the people to inherit it. Catch a fresh vision for God. What does God want to do in your life next year? Let that be the excitement like I can't wait to get into the year. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. Don't, don't drag yourself through the finish line and say, ha, ah, we made it January 1st. Don't allow the year to bring things to you. you. You happen to the year. Let me tell you, no matter how beautiful your goals are, there will be things that might be disappointing in the year that's coming. There might be challenges. There might be rough roads. You brace up your spirits. Catch a fresh revelation from God. Catch a vision from God. What God wants to do in the next year. Catch the vision of provision. How much God wants to supply your needs. Catch a vision of doing much more for the Lord. Hallelujah. Come and I said hallelujah. Don't, don't, don't go into the year feeling like this year will be a repeat. You know some of you are saying I'm already seeing the signs. This was how 2021 was behaving. When we enter 2022. Stop looking for negative signs. Start looking for signs that the goodness of God is coming after you. Start looking for signs that mercy and grace and favor, glory to the name of the Lord, and abundance and increase and new doors and new opportunities are coming to you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Get into the year with excitement. Were there failures this year? Yes, sir. Were there disappointments this year? Yes, sir. Did you feel all messed up this year? Yes, sir. But come on. We're gifting ourselves the gift of a brand new year. And we're going to do much more for God. We're going to walk more for God. We're going to walk in the favor of God more. We're going to walk in the blessings of God more. Glory to the name of the Lord. And everything good in our life is going to multiply. Praise the name of the Lord. You gift yourself. Brand new year. Habakkuk 2.1 says, I'll stand on my watch and watch what he will say to me. It's no competition, but a commission from God. What's that fresh commission you want from God? Say, hey, pastor, but I don't feel like it. Your feelings has nothing to do with this. Get your feelings to line up with the word of God. It doesn't look like it's going to be a great year. What? No, you're looking at the wrong thing. You look at the word of God and you make up your mind that it's going to be a great year. Even in the areas where you fail, you tell yourself, devil, that's the last time you caught, you caught me failing here. In the name of Jesus, I am going to walk it as the righteousness of God in Christ. Do you understand what I'm saying? You take it out on the devil. You don't lie down for him to. If you let the devil, he will kill, steal, and destroy. I'm telling you, you wake up January 1st, and that place that you're always feeling pain, praise God, you feel the pain again. And what's the devil trying to tell you? This will be the seventh anniversary of that sickness. That's when you stand up and say, no, this is a brand new year. I'm not walking in this path. Hallelujah. I can tell you how many believers feel depressed 
once he's getting to, you know, the end of the year, she's feel depressed. So why are you not happy? I don't know. Is anything wrong? No. Why are you not smiling? But someone smile all the time. <laughs> so what is the issue? Nothing. <laughs> and then if you are married, you'll be looking for what to do. Do you want to eat onions? Do you want rabbits? Should I have the light? Should I own the light? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you sleep with the light on before? Okay, sorry, I was just with the, off it. Why did you off it? You know, I said, <laughs> I said something to Pastor Mary uh, yesterday. <laughs> Very interesting, funny, this, funny stuff. Right? About this couple that uh, the wife got pregnant. And she was going through all these emotions. Alright? And the, the man was just trying to talk to the woman. The man was going through all these funny emotions. And then the woman says, uh, Go, go, just go. You can go and marry as many women as you want. I have children. And he just says all those funny stuff. And then the man stands up and starts going. She, she starts crying. You are leaving me. You are leaving me. <laughs> and the man says, what do you want me to do? All right? You know, don't let the devil play with your emotions like that. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Come on, church. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Don't just be sitting. And then the devil will just pull one slide. Say, just show him when he calls the bus driver. And then that image just comes to your head. You'll say, hmm. And after all, I'm a Sunday school teacher. They will say, we said it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? No, 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 no. You don't allow that get in your way. If not, you just realize that you get into next year and you're just coming with what? The weights. Glory to the name of the Lord. Uh, last one. Build greater accountability. Right? Build greater accountability. Are you learning anything today? Alright. Simple stuff, but I, I just trust God to use it. This is what I felt led in my spirit to share with you. Alright? So just build greater accountability. Choose accountability. Become willingly accountable. See, I, I realize this. Accountability helps us achieve much more. Become accountable. Accountability is for your good. And progress. It's never a disadvantage but an advantage. We live in a society that don't like accountability. Right? Choose to be accountable. Choose. You know, there are decisions in my life I cannot take without asking certain people. In fact, there's something I wanted to do. There's something I needed to feel today. It was very obvious I could do it and everything. But you know, I spoke to like two, three people who I'm accountable to. These are my thoughts. What do you think? Do you think this is a good decision? And they were like, oh, fine. I think you should go ahead with it. I can do that. In the context of marriage, develop accountability. Accountability is for your good. And when you have chosen to be accountable, it's not the person you have chosen to be accountable to that will be pursuing you for accountability. You, you have to be willing to be accountable. You're going into a, a new year now. If you're not accountable, if you don't have someone in your life that you're really accountable to that's helping you, why don't you pray about who the Lord will help, help you do that? And that's why the local church is actually there. The local church ought to provide that place of accountability for people. But, I mean, people don't want the church to be that way anymore. Eh? And then you find all these funny quotes that people quote. Don't tell them your plans. Just surprise them. There are people in your life you should never surprise. And we have all this funny thing, which is very interesting. And it's all about, if people know about your plans, they are going to spoil it. You know, those, some of those things are very childish. 
Right? They are very childish. It's you putting the power of the progress of your life on somebody's hands. You know, I remember it very early when uh, we were having uh, Caris, uh, Samaria was pregnant, Caris. So I went to the place I wanted to buy. Is it baby, baby, baby bathtub now, baby tub then? You know, all those plastic tub then. So I was telling the, the woman, oh, I want to buy this. You know, my wife will soon give birth about this period. So I, I think we need to buy it. Don't say it. Don't say it. Only God knows. Only God. Ah. A doctor wrote a date for her. My friend, give me this thing. Let me go. You know, then she started counseling me. You know, don't tell anybody. Even if you want to buy something, just say you are buying it for somebody. I mean, what nonsense. Why are we so scared? And that's how people have just developed isolation where they will just, they will plan their whole life on a very wrong premise because they want to surprise everybody. Say Joseph told, it was because Joseph told his brothers the dream. That is why the brothers sold him. There was no way Joseph could have gone to Egypt. No way. The father would never have allowed Joseph to go to Egypt. He had to be sold. Selling was part of the plan. If Joseph was not sold, there would be no prime minister. That's why I had to tell them the dream again. And they had to ensure that. You see, selling him was part. That's why you can't plan your own life. Because for some of you, you have to be sold. <laughs> and you can't write it. 2022 June, my, my, my brothers will sell me. It won't work. I mean, of course, I'm not saying you go out. But do you understand what I'm saying? You have to have people you're accountable. These are my decisions. These are what I want to do. You know, they help you. Even as couples, be accountable with each other. I plan to pray 30 minutes. Hold yourself accountable. Have accountability partners. All right? Get another brother in church and say, can we walk this year together? And that's something we intend to do, you know, in the men's connect group. Pair up people so we can just have that accountability. You said you were going to pray. Did you pray? You said you were going to save this money. Did you save this money? Are you following what I'm saying? Accountability helps you. Be willing. Make yourself vulnerable again. I know a lot of things have happened. And like myself and Pastor May will always say, when you look at people's status today, it's all about people. When people don't do this. When people don't... You see, listen to me. Listen to me. And I really want to intentionally change that in this local church and over the believers that I preach with. We should stop treating the world like there are only bad people in the world. There are good people, except you are bad too. Are you bad? There are good people in the world. You are not bad, like you said. I am not. I know Pastor Mary is not bad. At least we are three. I don't know about the rest of you. But do you understand this? Let's stop pushing a narrative like every friend will betray you, everybody. Let's stop that nonsense. It's the enemy trying to cloud our minds that there are no good people in the world. Listen to me, child of God. There are good people in this world. There are people who want good for you. There are good friends in this world. There are people who want to be of a blessing to you. There are people who don't want to take advantage of you. And in 2023, those are the people we are praying into our lives. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So I want you to get into the year excited. It will be a great year. I said it will be a great year. Hallelujah. The grace of God will be so evident in our life. The love of God will be so evident in our life. 
Hallelujah. Let's stand on our feet. Let's sing that first song that you sang about us being the children of God or something. We'll just sing that. We'll just worship the Lord with that for, for a few minutes. And then we're going to pray for 2023. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Just pray in the Spirit while the worship team gets ready. Paradosh Savradeshke. Lift your voice, just pray in the Holy Ghost. Oh, Thank you, Father. Thank you for listening to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. We encourage you to share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. We would like to hear from you. Send us an email, info at pastormax.ng. Or you can call 0805-888-7575. God bless you.